informative, local, dependable. Good morning, Pensacola. Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. look at the history of Facebook stock price, and I, I did this before I came out. Over the course of the five years before Facebook, before the Facebook disclosures began to become public, uh, Facebook stock only declined versus the NASDAQ by more than 5%, about 25 times, 27 times. Overwhelmingly, those events when stock price declined were when something came out that demonstrated Facebook was going to have to spend more money on safety. Facebook is scared that if we actually had transparency, if we actually had accountability, they would not be a company with 35% profit margins. They'd be a company with 15% profit margins. Is that it's so bad? Great. No. They'd be I mean, one of the know, most profitable companies in the 15 world. 15% profit yeah. margin is pretty good. It's amazing a for companies. 15% company return and, yeah. and any savings would be amazing. I know. So it's just simply it wouldn't be as profitable. It wouldn't be as profitable. That's such a fascinating analysis. Again, this is Frances Haugen. She's the Facebook whistleblower, and she was on Meet the Press this week talking with Chuck Todd about social media, which I mean, we can never talk enough about it, especially because of how powerful it is. And she says, look, the basic issue with Facebook is that whenever somebody mentions to them, hey, you ought to do this, it would make your product safer, more socially responsible, uh, less like, you know, crack cocaine. Uh, and, and basically, you know, their answer is, well, well, you know, because they recognize, as she says, that if they did those kinds of things, it might make a huge difference in terms of the safety and validity of the product, but it would reduce their profit margins from 35% to 15%, which a 15% profit margin is amazing for a company their size. But when they're making 35%, it's hard to sell them on it, right? Well, that's the problem. That's why you need the oversight. And she says, for example, there's very small things you can do to slow down the virality of misinformation on social media. And if you do them, it works. But what's the problem? Well, their profit center, their profit you know, formula is built on virality, right? That's what makes the thing work. One of the most effective things for reducing misinformation is a very simple intervention. And it's actually free speech respecting. It's if you say, if you look at a chain of reshares, mm -hmm. so Alice writes something, her friend Bob reshares it, her friend, a friend Carol reshares it, it lands in Dan's newsfeed. Alice doesn't know Dan, Dan doesn't know Alice. Alice could be a misinformation agent. Mm -hmm. You're outside of that social context. If you said, hey Dan, you need, if you wanna share this, you can, but you're gonna have to copy and paste. You know, we're going to gray out that right. reshare button. You have to make a choice. You can't just, like, knee-jerk reshare this. Make it a, may have to make a make little a bit choice. of an effort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be intentional. Intentionality mm -hmm. in sharing. That has the same impact on misinformation as the entire third-party fact-checking system. And it, and it doesn't choose which ideas are good or bad. Right. It just says, let's have humans make choices, not just reflexes make choices. But at the same time, that reduces the amount of content spread in the system. It mm -hmm. decreases profits very slightly. And Facebook declined to make that choice. In other words, they offered a tech solution that just would stop the sharing of something automatically as a share button that instead you'd have to basically copy and paste either the original or the link or something like that. And she says, if you do that, such a small intervention has as much value as all the third-party fact-checking out there 
which is amazing. And it's also an indictment of how impotent third-party fact-checking is. Uh, but still, okay, and yet Facebook refuses to do that because that would slow down the virality, the virality of these things being shared, which is, of course, what they live on. And that's fa- I often wonder, and not even wonder, like, I'm just kind of convinced, but I'm, I'm terrified to ask the question. I think there are people who share, you're going to, you're going to, I'm going to sound naive when I say it. I think there are people who see a link on Facebook for a story on their friend's feed somehow or other, and their friend says some comment about it, and they share that link without even clicking on the original story and reading it. You know that happens all the time. And I know, even in saying it out loud, like I'm claiming to believe a thing that is so obviously what people do, because you know they haven't actually read the story, because if you go read the story, you're like, Oh, my God. (laughs) These people are imbeciles. (laughs) Don't you read the story? Why would you do that? Why would you repeat something from a link that you haven't even clicked on yourself? The way to think about safety on social media platforms is there's lots of very small choices where you make them and you lose 0.1% of profit, 0.2% of profit. The problem is these industries are so sensitive to growth that when they don't grow at the level that the market expects, their stock price crashes. And so they're afraid to take even these small actions because they will decrease the profitability of the company. Because their massively overinflated stock price is predicated on unrealistic, unsustainable levels of profit based on not being willing to implement these basic safety protocols. So the whole thing is a house of cards at the bottom of which is we know this is bad for everybody, but we're not willing to change it because there's an enormous amount of money here. And enough money that we can throw some of that around in Congress and be the big spenders in the lobbying pool and kill bills that get brought to the to, to bear within 24 hours. Amy Klobuchar was a guest on the show, and uh, she said, yeah, um, they had a bill that's just like the bill that they actually passed in New Zealand, and they were going to bring it when, within 24 hours. It was, it was a yes bill that became a no bill because the social media companies threw all their money around. I'll finish up some of her comments here in just a second. Back to Francis Haugen, but let's get candy in here with Traffic on the Fives. Wow, uh, Chase Street, Gregory Street, Garden, and Palapox all checking in clear. No slowdowns on Cervantes, where it turns into the curve on Scenic. If you have uh, traffic tips, text 437-1620, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Okay, this is a little bit longer interchange, but I, Francis Haugen, to me, like if you could create a division, I mean, take it maybe out of the FEC entirely, which is an independent body, but, you know, we need a, like we need a social media as a either an independent body or maybe as a, you know, I hate to put it within, you know, like the um, uh, the White House or something like that, but somewhere where somebody can be in charge of it and put her in charge of it. She's brilliant. I, I don't know who's going to be better able to do it. But anyway, here's what she said in response to a question about Nick Clegg. I want you to re- react to Nick Clegg. He's done oh. a lot of writing. Oh, Nick Clegg. And this Facebook is one guy. where it feels like he might as well have used yeah. the shrug emoji. <laughs> it would be easier to blame everything on algorithms, but there are deeper and more complex societal forces at play. We need to look at ourselves in the mirror and not wrap ourselves in the false comfort that we have simply been manipulated by machines all along. Mm-hmm. This seems to be the reaction of Facebook on everything, which oh, is yeah. not, hey, this isn't on us. This is society. Yeah. We're just the mirror. Nick Clegg wrote an amazing blog post in March of 2020, 2021. Mm-hmm. So he said, it takes two to tango. You know, mm-hmm. you're, you're blaming us for our algorithms, but you chose your friends, you chose your interests. And yet in March of 2021, they had already run the same study at least four times mm-hmm. where they took a blank account. So this is an account that doesn't have any friends, it doesn't have any interests. And they followed some center-right, center-left issues. Mm-hmm. And then all they did was click on the content Facebook gave or follow groups Facebook suggested. 
And in two weeks, they went from, uh, you know, center topics, things like Fox News, mm -hmm. to white genocide just by clicking on the content. The algorithm pushed them in a more extreme direction. It's true there are many forces in society, but our information environment does have consequences. That is amazing. You've got an, what would otherwise be a relatively bland, middle-of-the-road person, you know, theoretically a blank account, following some center-right, center-left topics, and just by clicking on the things that Facebook recommends in their feed, in two weeks they get into these ridiculously extreme topics. Don't tell me the algorithm doesn't have an effect on shaping people. If, if the algorithm didn't shape people towards things that were more extreme, more emotionally gripping, more addictive, they wouldn't be so defensive about the algorithm. The algorithm is the key to how they make money. And if it weren't doing these things, they'd be more open about it. They'd let everybody see it. Everybody function. In fact, that was one of her suggestions is if Elon Musk really wants to make a difference at Twitter, publish the algorithm, make it open source, let people fiddle with it. <laughs> then you would see what could really be done. So her, her assessment of the situation is she says, look, the, the problem with this right now is that we are so little informed about how all of this works and what's being done to us that we don't even know most of the time the right kinds of questions to ask. We are at the very beginning of the evaluation and safety and revision kind of curve. We are at such a basic level of understanding right now. Like, I really want to emphasize this. This is like we're back in 1965. You know, we don't have seatbelt laws yet. Mm -hmm. And we're just opening the pages of unsafe at any speed and saying, oh, my goodness, there's all these ways we could have safer platforms. We're at that level of, like, nascent understanding. And so but we have to have transparency so we can have enough people have conversations about how we move forward. This is like, think about, you know, back in the way back days when there was a little bit of cocaine in Coca-Cola. You know, like, that's where we are in comparison <laughs> with today in, in thinking about our social media. Like, you know, the average person, oh, try a little morphine for it. You know, rub some laudanum on the kid's lips. You know, everything's going to be fine. <laughs> There's like, ghosts. Let's go do cocaine about it. Exactly. Like, that's where we are. We don't know anything or even how to ask the right questions because there's so little good public information because all of the decisions are made in secret about this stuff. I know you don't have as much insight into other tech companies, but should we assume that this uh, opaqueness um, on algorithms and how things work is similar at Twitter and TikTok. at TikTok uh, and at YouTube? A hundred percent. So one of the most important things, Mark's, uh, not Mark, that Elon Musk could do to mm -hmm. prove that he wants to have the public square mm -hmm. is he could publish the algorithms. Yeah. Um, open one, source. Yeah, open source it. He'd have more help. It'd right. be cheaper for him. He'd be more profitable. But companies like TikTok have the exact same problems, if not more so, because TikTok is a company that is designed around being censored. You know, it comes from China. Right. It's designed to amplify things so much that only a few pieces of content make up 80% of all of our feeds. And they manually screen those. Yeah. We deserve to know what those policies are because they're influencing what information we get to see. Absolutely. And, you know, look, look I don't have TikTok. Um, I only refer to it when it becomes uh, comes to me from somewhere else. I would strongly recommend you don't have it because I see what everybody else, including all of the tech people that I trust, all say about TikTok. But, yeah, TikTok is artificially amplified by a central board of governors who decide for you, this is the stuff that we want to get everybody to see. I mean, it is absolute propaganda. <laughs> I mean, that's what it is. And yet people continue to use it. Like, and that's just one example. And as she says, I'm sure these same things are true 
everywhere. Like, everywhere is doing the exact same stuff. And uh, to hear the same kind of concept from a different voice, this is Tristan Harris from the Center for Humane Technology. The better you are at innovating a new way to be divisive, we will pay you in more likes, followers, and retweets. Has partisanship in television and radio pre-existed social media? Yes. Have we ever wired up the most powerful artificial intelligence in the world, pointed at your brainstem, to show you the most enraging content on a daily basis, and the longer you scroll, the more you get? We have never done that before. And we are in the middle of that experiment right now. Mm-hmm. 621 on News Radio 923. I'm Andrew McKay. It's a Pensacola Morning News. And hey, if I talk about imports like Beamer, or BMW, Porsche, Mercedes, Genesis, Audi, Lexus, these are, you know, good cars. You pay good money for them. And then what you think probably is, well, I have to service them at the dealership. No, you don't. And especially, you know, think about if the dealership is, you know, across the water or mobile and you got to drive there, drive back, time, money, they cost more, all that stuff. You can save money, you can save time, convenience, and get the same work done. No problem at Bobby Likas Auto Service on Davis Highway. They work on those luxury vehicles all the time. Same thing for your uh, diesel engines. That's something you might think, well, that's a specialty-ish sort of item, and the trucks are great when they run and not so great when they don't run. Take them to the dealership. You don't have to. You can take them to Bobby Likes Auto. They work on those all the time. Rated a 2021 top-rated service center by Carfax, 4.5 average reviews or above. And the idea there is to service the car, give them the preventative maintenance, and make sure they stay running so you don't run into those big catastrophic issues. Bobby Likas Auto Service right here on Davis Highway. You may think when you file an insurance claim, the insurance company will do all they're supposed to do to pay out the claim. But insurance companies don't provide manuals to get fair insurance claim settlements. That's where Claimology steps in, giving you a voice when you've suffered property damage or business loss. Don't get lost when filing a claim. Contact Claimology at 850-684-4794 or online at insuranceadjusterschoolhouse.com. Claimology, noun, the art of science and application of fair insurance claim settlements. Hi, this is Todd Thompson, President and CEO of the Greater Pensacola Chamber of Commerce. Tune in to the Pensacola Expert Panel for the Chamber Connection Show that will keep you informed on what's going on with your Chamber of Commerce. Tune in this Monday morning at 10 to find out about our upcoming events, all of our different programs, and what's happening with our local business community. It's the Chamber Connection Show every other Monday at 10 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Hey, I'm Bobby Rossi, host of Pensacola Right Now from 4 to 7. Wishing you a happy new year from all of us over here at News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Over my dead body. Oh, Yes, I bet you have. You absolutely have to leave the thud of the body hitting the table in that clip. Absolutely. That's, that's what makes the clip worth it, worth airing. Oh, man. You know, I, I love XTC. I love English Settlement. I love Black Sea. And uh, even Oranges and Lemons is fine, although that was their big popular album, right? That's where I got into them, so yeah. And I told you, I've gotten into this thing where I'm going back and like listening to albums by bands I love that were not the albums I knew, you know, mm-hmm. especially their early stuff. So I listened to Go To last night, which has a hilarious album cover. It's the best ever. Um, and if only the music on that album match. had been as good as the album cover. <laughs> right? Yeah, it was so disappointing. I'm like, ah, oh. it's like, I don't know. You you know somebody who's this great orator in their 30s, and you went back and watched like their junior high, 
you know, sure. or, or, oratory. And like, mm. But it's different when you're an adult, too, because I yeah, used to hate true. the old Pink Floyd stuff, like oh, the Sid yeah. Barrett stuff. I don't mind it now. And the old Genesis is not bad with Peter Gabriel. It's yeah, yeah, totally no, different, of course. And but, it's true. What you yeah, grew, like what you grew up but, on, especially if you were exposed to it a lot or it happened to be like the album that you loved, you know, that kind of thing. It, it can shape how you think of these things. Right. That's for sure. Like Brussels sprouts. 625 on News Radio 92.3. Here, I've done it again. Let's go to Candy first, and we'll come back to Steve for our uh, news. Yeah. Uh, Your candy, face, Steve. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> candy kidding. first. Always <laughs> eat your candy first. That's the idea. Candy That's first with the traffic right. on the fives. How do you feel, Steve? Uh, no, we're, we're watching one accident. It's a state road uh, four in J and Hidden Trail Circle, not showing a roadblock this morning. But uh, if you have traffic tips, text 437-1620, News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. And now to Steve Hi. Taylor in the newsroom with our headlines. Uh, it's my turn. Well, House Republicans are going to try again today to elect the new speaker. The GOP is remaining. They'll fail. Well, yeah, I know. They keep doing the same thing six times. Same result, but uh, they got to keep trying. Uh, it's basically, they try. Uh, Kevin McCarthy still wants to become Speaker. Uh, that's despite calls by former President Trump. Uh, the voting has been going the way against McCarthy, even though President Trump kind of uh, is supporting him. The House is going to reconvene at noon Eastern, and the drama is going to continue there. A powerful bomb cyclone is pounding the California coast with heavy rain and hurricane-force winds. Uh, uh, basically, the system is hitting, hitting California, lashing the coast, torrential downpours. Basically, they wanted rain. <laughs> you know, they've been praying for rain, but now they're getting it all at once. Uh, I have a relative in L.A. right now is complaining of the flooding and everything, which is something they're quite not used to. <laughs> yeah. about, it never rains in Southern California, so they say. And those are your headlines. Yeah, you see all the movies where all these people are driving their cars through the giant aqueducts in L.A. Yeah. yeah. They're usually mostly dry mm-hmm. and then overflowing. Right. <laughs> you know, like in case. <laughs> like this it's crazy well, they're paved and they're straight line cement ditches instead of a, a natural flowing river which is one of the problems they have because the water can't sink into the ground it just right. overflows and there you go there you go you Floods. gotta get rid of it somehow mm-hmm. steve thanks so much for the update yeah and it is a massive drought condition remember we were talking about yeah. like lake mead and all this Super stuff and sad. you know the dam and uh, anyway, so, and it's awful. I don't know if you've seen the videos of some of the stuff that's going on right now the in California. The mudslides. I just feel awful for California, plus all the people leaving anyway. You remember the video of Piedmont Avenue during the 2014 flood where it was just a river and there were the the, the exploding geysers up of the yes. water coming? It's just like that. And then it's dry the next day or whatever, you know, but it's, I mean, it's awful to live through that. 627 here on News Radio 92.3. Yeah, Steve mentioned it, that uh, Trump had come out in favor of McCarthy, which is funny because all of the anti-McCarthyites in, that's kind of a weird sentence because McCarthy the, McCarthy the era. other McCarthy, not this McCarthy. Anyway, right. um, but the anti-McCarthyites being led arguably by Matt Gates, he's the loudest of them. Um, they're all like massive Trump supporters. Yes. So when Trump comes out and says no vote for McCarthy, oh man, now you got all these issues. Lauren Boebert, another you know massive Trump supporter and also anti-McCarthy, is one of the. She was the fifth round speaker to put up uh, Byron Donalds yesterday. So let's work together. Let's stop with the campaign smears and tactics to get people to turn against us. Even having my favorite president call us and tell us we need to knock this off. I think it actually needs to be reversed. The president needs to tell Kevin McCarthy that, sir, you do not have the votes and it's time to withdraw. And with that, I yield. Thank you. Because I'm sure that uh, Kevin McCarthy and Trump are close buds, right? It <laughs> doesn't seem that way to me. I know. And I still, I, I will tell you, I still don't see the end game here. Like, I don't see how the, I mean, I see ways it could end. 
Okay, ways it could end, for example, is Kevin McCarthy could cave and give the um, uh, the uh, opponents what they want in terms of some guarantees about floor votes. I think at this point it might be too late for that, but that's one possibility. Another possibility is, and there were report there was reporting on this yesterday that he'd been reaching out to Democrats to get them to either vote present. Because if enough of them vote present to make uh, 201 now, so basically if he could get enough votes out of circulation that 201 was the majority, that would take about 35 votes, 33 votes, I guess, really to do it. Then if 33 Democrats voted present, then 201 would win and he'd be the speaker. That would be a possibility. Another possibility is if they just switch their vote and vote for him. And the way, you know, you think, well, how could that ever happen? Well, if he offered, for example, like chairmanships, because typically what happens is if you're the party in the majority, you get all the chairmanships. Well, grant some chairmanships or some maybe shared chairmanships to uh, some of the Democrats. I mean, that would that would get some of them to vote, theoretically. Uh, what would that do to the Republicans on his side? God only knows. But, you know, that's that's another possibility. Or and this is the one that, frankly, I favor. And I don't know why they haven't done it from the start. Remember that thing called ranked choice or instant runoff voting? Where you vote for your first, your second, your third, your fourth, your fifth. Mm-hmm. You think it's a good... Oh, oh I love that. I, I mean, I think do. it ought to be the law of the land. Every election ought to be run this way. And if this had been the case in the speaker's race, if we did instant runoff voting or ranked choice voting, it, McCarthy would have been the speaker on the first round. And we'd be done. Because there's no way these 20 holdouts would have voted for Hakeem Jeffries over him. Yeah, that's true. So we would be done. Just a thought as how instant runoff or ranked choice voting solves some of these problems. Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. The former Pope Benedict is celebrated at his funeral in Vatican City. The service was scaled down slightly from those of serving pontiffs, but Pope Francis presided over a suitably grand and solemn occasion. Following the Mass, to more warm applause, Benedict's body was taken inside the Basilica for a private burial in the crypt below. In the Vatican, Jonathan Savage, Fox News. Six votes in two days, still no Speaker of the House, with a minority of Republicans holding out against the party's House leader. Kevin McCarthy sat through more votes yesterday, once again losing 20 members who refused to support his speakership. Negotiations went late into the night between McCarthy and the GOP rebels. McCarthy has more than 200 supporters in the House, they came to his defense time after time on the floor. Fox's David Spun in Washington. The House reconvenes at noon today. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning. It's 631, 58 degrees in Pensacola. I'm Steve Taylor for News Radio 923. A proposal to have the southernmost stretch of I 110 removed may not be going anywhere. That curved portion of I 110 in downtown Pensacola that wraps around the Pensacola Bay Center was built back in the 80s. And if it was removed, an addition to the Bay Center can be built. Last spring, a Scambia County commissioner sent a letter to the Florida Department of Transportation making that suggestion with an eye to expanding the Pensacola Bay Center. Escambia County Commissioner Jeff Gosh signed the letter and reiterated the reason behind the plan in the letter. The board received a response from the Florida Department of Transportation, but it's not what they were hoping to hear. The price for removal would be $3.5 million. Commissioner Jeff Bagosh said the county footing the bill is not something he would support, so they may have reached a dead end. Pensacola police are still searching for a suspect of a carjacking that happened outside of a grocery store on Langley Avenue on Tuesday night. Pensacola Police Department spokesman Mike Wood tells, tells Channel 3 the victim did exactly what she was supposed to. What you do is you don't fight, you give up, it's property. It's much different if you had a child in the car, she did not. So you give up the property, you keep yourself from getting hurt, you call us. 
The suspect pointed a gun at the woman and demanded her Hyundai Santa Fe at the Six Brothers and Nephew grocery store. The car was later recovered in Gulf Breeze. Florida Fish and Wildlife officials say they found the body of a boater who went missing last week in Okaloosa County. The victim has been identified as 79-year-old Alvin Lee Anderson of Elba, Alabama. A search started in the Yellow River last Friday, shortly after a 14-foot fishing boat started to sink. One other person was on board and he was able to be rescued. Search efforts were hampered by bad weather at the time. The body was recovered about 10.30 yesterday morning. Human trafficking is a bigger problem locally than many of us realize. Human trafficking is a huge problem that we have in Florida and specifically in the Gulf Coast um, as we're along that I-10 corridor and there's a lot of travel and sporting events that happen here in Pensacola. Anna Grace Carrick with the Nissi Project says they're opening their first short-term immediate care facility next week. Nissi will partner with law enforcement and community partners to identify survivors of trafficking and sexual exploitation and make sure their immediate needs are met before transitioning them into longer-term solutions. Let's check our forecast from Channel 3. This is meteorologist Brooke Richardson with your first morning weather update. Sunny skies throughout the rest of the day with a high near 68 degrees. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping near 44. As you go into Friday, plenty of sunshine with a high near 63 degrees. Friday night, temperatures dropping near 45 degrees. And by Saturday, sunshine continues with a high in the mid-60s. Stay connected to the Channel 3 News First Morning Weather Team. Download the WEAR-TV weather app. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. Now let's check in with Candy Cullerton for traffic on the fives. Hey, not much happening. Uh, Watching some construction, it looks like a course, and this is the same stuff that's been going on, I-10 east and westbound uh, on the way from Pensacola into uh, Pace, it looks like. And the Highway 90 bridge, a little slow, and it's getting around this morning. Other than that, I'm not showing any slowdowns or delays. Uh, this is Traffic on the Fives, and if you have traffic tips, text 437-1620, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks, Candy. Sure. Right now, 58 degrees in Pensacola, 61 in Gulf Breeze, and 56 degrees in Milton at 635. Our next news is at 7, breaking news anytime. I'm Steve Taylor for News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. I'm Jennifer Koshenko with your Money Now. Fed officials are committed to fighting inflation and expect higher interest rates to remain in place until more progress is made, according to minutes released yesterday from the central bank's December meeting. At a meeting where policymakers raised their key interest rates another half a percentage point, they expressed the importance of keeping restrictive policy in place while inflation holds unacceptably high. Officials say they would focus on data as they move forward and see the need to retain flexibility and optionality regarding policy. Rick Singer, the mastermind behind a nationwide college admissions cheating scandal that ensnared top universities, business executives, and Hollywood celebrities, has been sentenced to 42 months in prison. He will also have to pay nearly $20 million in restitution and forfeitures of ill-gotten gains. Uh, The hearing marked the end to a lengthy drama for Singer that exposed the ease with which the high-stakes college admissions process could be corrupted. And that's your Money Now. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. 
Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call Select Quote at 1 800 683 7713. That's 1 800 683 7733. Or go to SelectQuote.com. 1 800 683 7733. That's 1 800 683 7733. Select Quote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. When you're an innovative business, every blinking cursor, every blank page is an opportunity. What will you do with it? Will you make something better or create something new? Our Dell Technologies advisors provide you with tools and expertise to do incredible things. Because we believe there's an innovator in all of us. For advice on smart PCs powered by Intel vPro that's built for business, call a Dell Technologies advisor at 877-ASK-DELL. The following message is sponsored by the Florida Department of Elder Affairs, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Sarah is 64 and loves to garden. Recently, her health insurance ran out, leaving her worried about more than just weeds. She called the Elder Helpline and spoke with a volunteer shine counselor about her options. There, she received free, unbiased counseling on health insurance for those on Medicare. For more information or to volunteer, call 1-800-963-5337 or go to floridashine.org. Tune in to News Radio Pensacola on the FM dial at 92.3 and 95.3. Listen on the AM dial at 1620. Stream us online at newsradio923.com or download the News Radio Pensacola app. You can also listen to podcasts of all of our local shows on demand and get news and traffic alerts. Listen to local talk shows in the morning and afternoon drive and we're Pensacola's home for Brian Kilmeade. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. So, you know how uh, I sometimes say that I could listen to, like, um, you know, Harry Belafonte sing the phone book. Yeah. I could listen to uh, Eddie Van Halen tune a guitar. <laughs> I mean, Same, you know, right? Like, right? Right? It's amazing. We've been watching his old podcasts, his old YouTubes. Oh, it's fantastic. I know. know. Six thirty nine here on News Radio ninety two three, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. Joining us now, we have Escambia Administrator Wes Moreno. Wes, Happy New Year, sir. Hey, good morning, Andrew. Happy New Year. Great to be here. Thank you. Thank you. I will take it. Let's start with what's been in the news the last 24 hours, the wraparound loop on the east side of the Bay Center, which the commission had sent a letter to FDOT saying, hey, we'd like to go ahead and close it over Andrew McKay's objections, because I love the wraparound. Use it all the time and keep it open just for me, I say. Um, but okay, I, fine. I remember that. <laughs> right. Um, so now it looks like the price tag is going to be the stymie here. Help me understand how on earth it would take $3.5 million to close that loop. I'm not in favor of it, so I'm fine with the outcome, but wh- wh- why would it be so expensive? Well, it's just the demolition and then the redesign of how, how you're going to replace it and what you're going to replace it with. So it's not just the demolition itself. I'm sure there's some design efforts in there as well and traffic study pattern, you know, traffic studies and those sorts of things come into play. Uh, bringing solutions to what you're going to do after you close and after you do the demolition and, and, Quite honestly, the projects right, that are coming in and being estimated right now, they're just expensive. Yeah. Even, the, even the ones that you think would come in 
a little cheaper than they do, that everything we're seeing is just expensive, more expensive these days. All right. So, I mean, it looks like right now we're at a, you know, wow, that price tag's too high uh, at an impasse. And so unless somebody comes forward with a funding source, that's not going to happen. Is that what I hear? That's uh, that would be that would be uh, that'd be my inclination. Yes. Oh no, I'm crying. Um, <laughs> no, so, uh, one of the things that people might not realize, it's on the agenda for today. You got an agenda review the morning and the night, you know, the, the happy two meetings days. Um, but the W yeah. Street and US 29 intersection with all of that, what I would call the rippled pavement, you know, if you've driven through there, you know it's a mess. Um, they're going to be repaving mm-hmm. that area, and that's going to be closures of the intersection as I understand it, US-29 will still be functional north and south, but with restrictions, and that's going to be an up to four days closure weather pending. Do I have it right, and do we know when this is likely to take place? You do have it right. I do not know exactly when it's going to take place. I would say the convenient thing, if it, if it is such a thing, is it's not too hard to take uh, Marcus Point Boulevard sure. uh, over you know, to Debbie and go down. Uh, so it's not. Hopefully, it won't be too too inconvenient for for traveling public. But as far as the timeline, I'm not sure exactly. The the what, what I think is going to catch a lot of people when it first happens is they're going to find themselves have gone all the way north on W past the EOC and the the theater, mm-hmm. and they get to the Honda and they're mm-hmm. like, uh oh, what now? <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully they'll have good MOT there and point people to Mark's Point Boulevard to take them maintenance up. of traffic. By the way, for you non acronym people, yeah, no, hopefully that's mm-hmm. the case. Uh, one of the things that's on the agenda today, well, actually, since we're in the traffic vicinity, I should ask, um, the Perdido Key, um, the roundabout, again, I haven't driven out there and it's my fault, um, is open, but there's some additional stuff going on and it just kind of made the news a little bit as a, there are some issues, some concerns, and now we've got like a $400,000 funding on the agenda for today. What more is there to be yeah, done still? There's, there's going to be some lighting, some lighting, some additional striping, some additional signage. And some uh, just some other amenities around that particular roundabout area, and uh, you know we, we took some concerns about you know it's too dark, it's not, you know, it needs more lighting, could use more signage, maybe better striping, and so those are some of the things that we're going after. Okay, so I mean I, again, I haven't driven it, so I don't know what it would be like at night, but in my experience, roundabouts are they're always a bit of a surprise to people, and so good signage and good lighting is an essential unless you want to get one of those videos where you see people go airborne with their cars because they didn't know a roundabout was coming, which we're not looking for. Uh, so I can you know, certainly support that. You've got the Oakfield Acres drainage study back on. This was delayed for what, just some com- kind of technical things? Is that right? Yeah, it, yeah that's right. Uh, contractual agreement. Uh, we didn't quite have it ironed out like we needed to the last time. So we Fix that issue, and it's back. It's back on, and that'll be a good project for us there in District Three. So I uh, listen. I live in the area. I don't live in the affected area here, but I live you know close enough that I know that pretty well. Obviously, we had the Monarch Place development that was heavily protested. They've done a lot of work to make mm-hmm. sure that drainage is good. It, it's it's as long as I've lived here. When you get a rain, the streets you know get flooding across the streets, and those side swales always fill up. But my question is, if we're going to spend close to a million dollars just on the study, and then the remediation is certainly going to be in the millions. I mean, if we try to fix anything in underground, any mm-hmm. of that, as you and I mm-hmm. talked about, how much of the flooding there is nuisance flooding and how much of the flooding there is intrusion flooding? Because unless I'm mistaken, it's all nuisance flooding, which is annoying, but is not damaging the homes. Or am I wrong about that? 
Well, I think there are some homes that are being affected, and you are right. There is some some nuisance flooding going on there, but there's also a surrounding area that ties into this, and the infrastructure in there is is old. Uh, quite honestly, the roadway's old, the pavement's old, right? And so, you know, just well, when we come back in, we want to do a total rehab of the area and basically reconstruct that neighborhood and that area, and it will totally look it look totally different than what it is right now, and it will function. Uh, just from a traffic standpoint and a drainage standpoint, it will function immensely better than what it does today. I think what I heard you say is you promised you were going to get rid of the speed bumps. Is that right? You're going to get rid of all the speed bumps? <laughs> I don't know about that. No, I mean, I swear. That's what you just uh, said. I'm going to quote you on that. Okay, you're get, all the speed bumps on Sarah and on uh, Oakfield and everything. Okay, excellent. Fantastic. Thanks for the promise, Wes. Uh, <laughs> I know he did not say that. I just, it's my own optimistic ears. Uh, we're talking to Wes Moreno. He's the Escambia County Administrator. Hang on for just a second, Wes. Let's get Candy in here with Traffic on the Fives. Uh, good news is we're not showing any slowdown on Sarah or Oakfield or any of these places. <laughs> except at the speed bumps. Except by the speed bumps. No, and it, it looks like everything is fine. Certainly, if you have traffic tips, you can uh, text us, 437-1620, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. Uh, Wes, one of the other things, actually a couple of things on the agenda for today have to do with reefage that Escambia County is per- partnering with. We we have a lot of reef projects, don't we? We do. It's a uh, it's really a healthy program for us, and, and what allows it to be healthy is a lot of the money that we're using to uh, deploy these reefs are, is grant money, grant funding. So it's not our general fund, it's not our LOST. Uh, it, it is uh, all grant money, and that's just fantastic for us. And you know, it, of course, it's, uh, it's the fishing and the diving activities and yeah, and the water activities that that, that make it uh, an economic impact as well. No, it's 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 really quite quite something. I mean, you know, I I think of us as being involved in like one project at a time, but we've got all kinds of them, and, and none of the stuff that's on for today even deals with the project where the the family from the surf shop had donated a bunch of money to buy reef elements, and then they're going to get recompensated as we drop them in by people who were sponsoring them for their loved ones or whatever. I mean, it's just we're doing a lot, so that's a really good thing. Um, the cold weather that hit us over Christmas did that affect the county particularly? It did, uh, I, and I'll say this: uh, I got a couple of problems brag on Travis Thompson a little bit. Uh, you know, he he was out ahead of the, of the of the event by a week, working with our community partners and the homeless and the, and the shelters and the warming centers for for those who wanted to participate in that. And but what we found is uh, we came back, and our judicial center, the public defender's office, was flooded. Really, because of a leak in a coil that happened, and. Uh, yeah, we had some chillers go down with some leaks, waterline leaks under the asphalt that had to be busted out and repaired. So uh, I, I appreciate the patience of the folks that work at Judicial that are affected by that coil being being down because they've been working in pretty pretty hot conditions the past couple of days. Uh, Friday, our downtown building was up 90, 85 or 90 degrees inside of it. And uh, so it's the facilities has really stepped up to the plate. Christmas morning, we had staff. They're at judicial, drying it out, cleaning it up, doing the assessments, and you know everybody just had a great attitude while they were doing it, and and uh, that's it speaks says a lot uh, for our employees, and I appreciate them doing that on, on a Christmas morning and and not complaining about it, being happy, you know, happy to happy to be there with, with smiles on their face, and our public works guys were out ahead as well, they were standing bridges and doing the things that they do. Uh, it's but it, it's just just a, lot, a good effort by the multiple departments 
and and uh, throughout the county to, to come bring us to the event. Yeah, actually, I meant to say that was um, something we didn't really, I, I didn't expect to happen, but uh, a couple of the little bridges over creeks that I drive across, I noticed on the day or two before, suddenly there was this big pile of sand on them. I'm like, what happened? And then I'm like, oh, I bet that was the county. That was you guys, right? That was us. That was us. Absolutely. Trying to make sure that those were safe when or if the, you know, expected precipitation and freezing hit. And yet, look, you know, we're not built for freezing pipes here in Florida. We're just not. I was in St. Louis where they expected, and I was at a, basically at a museum where they had the whole bottom level was shut down because they had broken pipes. And so, you know, if a place like St. Louis can have that problem, certainly we can have that here. Hey, uh, last thing I wanted to ask you about, there's an item on the agenda for today that is, um, it's to raise the limit with which you can personally just sign off on something as opposed to it has to go to the board. The purchasing limit uh, would go up to 50000 It used to be 50000 and then it got pulled down to 25000 a couple of years ago. I think it was Commissioner Barry, if I remember correctly, out of a concern that things were getting slid in at, you know, 49.9 just because they could be done that way. Uh, any particular reason why the thing's being raised back up now? Uh, efficiency, just efficiency. I think uh, Stephen Hall has done a great job at, at putting this together. So what we're going to do, you know, I'll have that authority, but we will be giving a report to the board uh, on a periodic basis of which things that I have signed and approved uh, so they are aware of what's going on. I think that was a f- kind of uh, a problem we had previously was the board really wasn't getting those reports of okay. what you know, the administrator was signing. And so what we've done is modified that process a little bit. So when I sign something, whether it be monthly or quarterly or bi-monthly, they'll get that report, and it will tell them the things that, uh, you know, under 50 that I've signed. Okay, so, I mean, the, the long-standing concern had been that, you know, well, look, if you've got a limit of 50 and it's a $200,000 spend and you just kind of break it up into five chunks that are below 50 and you just kind of don't really show that to the to the, to the, the commissioners, and that can be a problem. But what you're saying, if I understand you correctly, is uh, even though you're going to have authority up to 50, you would, you're going to be more, there's more of an automatic reporting like, hey, he's, here are the things I'm spending on. And so commissioners would be able to see if there's anything strange going on more easily through that process, even though they wouldn't have to give pre-approval. Is that basically right? That is correct. That is correct. And we will we I will not be signing anything for forty nine nine ninety five. You know, I hear the price tag of removing all the speed bumps in Oakfield Acres is forty nine thousand nine hundred. Yeah, I'm just saying. I, I I've seen you know sadly I've seen some of that go on, and and it's it's not good. It's not good practice. It's not transparent. If you have a project that you know coming in at forty seven to forty eight thousand dollars. If there's a, a chance that, that there may be a change order, well, I'm probably still going to take that to the board anyway. Yeah, and and I, so, you know, and I, yeah, I appreciate that. And even you would, I think you would say, well, look, if there's even the possibility that this might look weird, it doesn't prohibit you from coming to them and saying, you know, I could sign this, but I want to make sure I've got your approval. Which, you know, I know you, and I think you would do that anyway. So. Outstanding. Exactly. Well, um, a happy New Year, Wes. Always good to talk to you. Uh, we'll look forward to the two meetings today, and then we'll talk to you again next week. All right. Thank you, Andrew. We'll see you. You bet. 651 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. And look, if you saw your loved ones, especially your parents, you know, over the weekend, could be aunts and uncles, but it's more likely your parents. And you're in your 40s, your 50s, and, you know, your parents are getting older, and you realize that they're they're just a little different. You know, they're getting older and, you know, changes can happen suddenly and you don't see them maybe because you talk to them on the phone or whatever. But all of a sudden you're like, oh, man, you know, they they need help. Like they need some folks to take care of them. That's normal. 
don't talk yourself out of what you've seen. Pay attention to that, okay? And here's what you should do is, I have a good friend, his name is John Horton. He runs a company called Assisted Living Locators. And specifically what he works with is families just like you who are encountering these things kind of for the first time and wanting to make sure that your relatives get the help they need. And Assisted Living is not a nursing home. It's a very different, it's very independent. They just get help with those basic activities of daily living like bathing, dressing, grooming, toileting, things like that that are too much for you. That's why I call him. There's no charge, and he'll help you figure out what is the best option for you and just alleviate some of your concerns and answer your questions. 712-0887 for assisted living locators. Hi, this is Earl Ron, president of New South Window, and we would like to manufacture and install your windows. Only New South offers True Factory direct windows to you. Only New South has award-winning windows that are made and designed specifically for our Florida weather. Every single New South window is custom manufactured just for your home. These are high-performance, energy-efficient windows, and now you can buy two windows and get the third absolutely free. Visit us at NewSouthWindow.com or call for your factory direct pricing. Call now, 1-800-NEW-WINDOWS. This is Mike Wiggins. I don't have to tell you that winter can be tough on our lawns and gardens, but there is much to be done, such as planting winter annuals and getting ready for spring. And remember, if you've got lawn and garden questions, we've got the answers on The Garden Line every Tuesday morning from 9 until 10 and 8 to 9 on Saturdays. The Garden Line, only on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Fox News personality Brian Kilmeade, 11 to 1. After Pap Talk with Jenna Barr on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Average for a gallon of gas, 328. Florida's 330. California's 444. And Texas is 289. In Navarre, 309 at the Walmart East. Uh, Walmart West has 291. Again, I do not know why the difference in the prices, but there it is. Uh, getting through Tiger Point, 315. Uh, sorry, 309 actually is your best price at the uh, Chevron station. 325 in Gulf Breeze proper in Milton, 309 at the Sefco, 315 at the Pea Ridge Murphy. Although, if you go down the road a little bit, 295 looks like at the Tom Thumb is a better price, or maybe they're calling it Cumberland Farms now, whatever. 315 in Pace, hate the brand change. Uh, 301 on Nine Mile at the Walmart, 315. No, sorry, that is not your best price. 296 on the Shell at uh, US 29 down the road a little bit is better. And then coming in from the southwest side, looks like uh, prices are all over the place. I don't know what's going on today. 295 at the Shell at Cervantes and Pace. 655 News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News. Let's get Candy in here first with traffic before we go to Steve in the newsroom. Candy? Yeah, Steve. This is brought to you by Executive Landscaping. Not showing uh, any slowdowns uh, or delays. It looks like I-10, I-110 reporting as clear right now. Not showing any problems. Uh, certainly, if you uh, see something, you can let us know. Traffic tips, 437-1620. News Radio 92.3. 
92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. Now, Steve Taylor in the newsroom with our headlines. Steve? Well, President Biden's going to be making a statement on border security this morning. He's apparently planning to visit the southern border next week as he travels to Mexico City for the North American Leaders Summit. Republicans and a lot of Democrats have been hammering Biden for not visiting the border. A family from Tennessee is celebrating a reunion with their family dog, which was found in the home of South Jersey hoarders. The family had given up hope of ever seeing Daisy the Bloodhound again after she escaped from their yard in Tennessee a couple of years ago. Daisy, though, was microchipped and they got a call from New Jersey that led to the reunion. She was one of 180 animals removed from a filthy brick home last month. The Tennessee family, they drove 11 hours to reclaim her, but half the animals, dogs, and cats that were found in that filthy home have been adopted, but the rest are still in Jersey shelters waiting for their forever families. So if you want a dog, dog or a cat, go to Jersey. And that's that's the only headline. place they have them. That is the yeah, only right. place in the whole U.S. Place, yeah. Right? yeah, it's fine. All right, Steve, thanks so much for the update. Oh, I got a text in here. It's kind of interesting. Somebody says um, we're talking about the uh, the Blanchard Judicial Complex building yeah, right. with uh, Wes and how they had their, you know, problem with the pipes and therefore the um, the uh, the cooling units are messed up. And uh, they said, yeah, because it's been 70 you know, and above. Right. right so right, buildings get right. hot. Uh, somebody says, you know, my office at the Blanchard Courthouse is a sauna. I'm actually using it to fulfill my weight loss program for the new year. <laughs> Put on the garbage bag over here and sit and hope for the best. I I love the positive attitude about a terrible situation. So uh, that's unfortunate. Sorry about that. 657 on News Radio 92.3. What else do we have going on? Um, Oh, no, I'm not getting into that right now. I have a good story for I'm not going to get into it today. It'll it'll be a tomorrow story. And it's not a transgressor story either. Uh, Governor DeSantis is um, basically said that everybody who does inclusion, diversity, and equity programs at the university level, we want to know how much you're spending on that. Tell us how much you're spending on this stuff. On diversity? Yeah, well, on so it's 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 woke light, right? Yeah, Inclusion, know. diversity, and equity stuff is all wokeism light. And he wants to know how much are you spending on this? What are you doing? And then the question is, well, what's he going to do with that information? Well, time will tell, I'm sure. But um, if if you work in that space, you might be a little more jittery <laughs> about the future of your of your work going forward which is fine by me this stuff has just infested our our uh, universities it's it really is it is everywhere when you go on campus trust me from experience all right let's do our favorite feature back to the future news <laughs> it's time for future news where Candy and I tell you what's going to happen before it happens. All right, we're into the seventh round of voting theoretically hey, today at noon. At, for at the 11 speaker. o'clock our time. Yeah, that's right. After Thank you. After they uh, adjourned last night doing no votes whatsoever, will we have a speaker at the end of business today? Yes. You know... 20 bucks. I know. You, you only take me seriously okay. when it's money. So I said no, and then I said 60-40. I wasn't sure yesterday. I'm going to go the other way again. I'm going to say no. Okay, I'm going to say yes, and I think it's going to be McCarthy, because when Trump says jump, they all say how high. But they don't, and that's the anti-Trumpers said, so I just can't see the end here. That's the problem. Uh, I-110, the wraparound the base center that uh, the commission wanted to get rid of, that FDOT said, fine, pay $3.5 million. They said, no thanks, Uh, that I love that wraparound personally, the once out of every two months that I use it. Um, So is that going to stay there pretty permanently? No. Oh, you think they'll get rid of it? Yeah. I don't think they will. Um, they would have to have a much bigger plan in place for somebody to expand the base center and change all of that. And um, will we have uh, four days only of the W and 29 closure? Yes. It'll be longer. Local news every hour and breaking news when it matters most. News Radio 92.3, WNRP, Golf Breeze, Milton, Pennsylvania.